good. All right, so I clearly love the fitness industry because I think it's like a catalyst that gets everyone in, right, and it gets people moving in and kind of working on themselves and all that sort of nonsense. So having said that, how did you get into this whole scene? Whole scene? Um, oh. So what, when I first started fitness, or when I first became a coach or PT. How do you get um, into fitness? Okay, into fitness. Um, so I used to do a lot of sport as a kid. Um, but around like the age of 17, I completely like stopped doing any form of sport, any form of fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't start again until I was about 26. Um, and then I was, I was living in Brighton. Um, I lived there for four and a half years. I finished university, stayed for a year and a half extra down there and then moved back home and then just joined my like local gym, which was like at the leisure center. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, just like, I don't know, just fell in love with it. Like started like going X amount of times a week and that grew quickly, quickly, quickly. And then just like we just spoke about, I went off um, traveling mm-hmm. like eight months in Asia. And that's probably one of the things I miss most was just going and exercising regularly. Like we've done tons of stuff like hikes, um, like walks, stuff like that each day. I went to a Mai Tai camp in Thailand for like a couple of weeks, mm. but I just really missed exercising like regularly. Uh, I got to Australia, was, yeah, exercising a lot, but not like lifestyle wise was completely different. I wasn't like completely focused on that. Um, and then I came home and in 2017 and um, done my qualifications to become a PT. So I figured like while I was traveling, that's what I wanted to put my focus on, what I wanted my career to be. And then from then got a job like a couple of weeks after finishing that course, worked in the gym, like a commercial gym for a couple of years. And then I used to catch the bus from Putney to Wandsworth each day to go to work. And I saw this billboard appear for like CrossFit Putney. Mm. And I just kept seeing it, kept seeing it. And there was like an urge inside me to just like try it out. Um, signed up there, I think within like membership wise, I signed up on like the lower tier. So like three sessions a week. Within a week, I asked to put that to five. By the end of the month, it was like unlimited. And then I just been like in love with CrossFit like ever since. Mm-hmm. and that's just led to me yeah meeting like so many good people um, making so many good relationships um and yeah finding something that i like really love doing mm. yeah for sure what was uh what was the dynamic like switching from a commercial gym and then going to train and coach out of like a, a crossfit gym um would you ever go back no, <laughs> no I, can that. And I, I don't know like it's just a community really like you go into a commercial gym and like i work there but like you could walk into a commercial gym and no one says hello to you no one knows who you are you're there for just like an hour or two by yourself and you walk back out i guess it can be a little bit lonely i guess sometimes and then like you go into a crossfit gym or you go into like crossfit putney and like almost everyone will know who you are speak to everyone like people that are interested you make relationships mm-hmm. um not just me but i've seen that between like other members and coaches like building relationships that mm-hmm. definitely didn't see when i was working in a commercial gym yeah and that's what we're all kind of like craving for at least for the moment right is that sort of connection 
And I think that's what uh, CrossFit has done so beautifully well is like creating that community where everyone can then connect and like learn from each other. And it's a place that you want to be, you know what I mean? Even if it's not training, you want to just hang out with these people outside of outside of the gym rather than like, you know, dragging your ass to the gym, put, putting the yeah. uh, treadmill on like three or 10 on an incline, holding on to mm-hmm. the handles and then just like pulling yourself up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the community aspect is is phenomenal. I think that's something that is the best thing about CrossFit. I would I would go as far to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely say the same. I've yeah, I met so many good people. Like my housemates, we moved into this place like a couple of months ago. I met them both. Well, one through work, he handles all like the media and content at CrossFit Putney, and another one who became a member. And like, yeah, they're like some of my closest friends now. So. I wouldn't be, yeah, without CrossFit, I wouldn't have met them. I wouldn't be living here. Um, yeah. I also think it's the closest thing to, like, sport as well, right? So, you know, I played rugby growing up and the the kind of bond you get with with the lads on the field because you're in the hurt, lot, hurt locker together, right? It's the same mm-hmm. when, when people are out on the floor in the box. Like, you're, you're doing a workout, like, absolutely disgusting. You, yeah. you kind of develop that bond that you... You can't really describe it. Yeah, yeah. Think about like maybe like suffering with other people. <laughs> like, yeah, and plus like pushing yourself as well. I guess like it's a lot harder to push yourself off that hard or maybe you can't even replicate it if you're not doing it with other people. Mm. Mm. Oh, um, how has the coaching scene in, in the CrossFit kind of changed for you individually? Have you like learned more as, as your eyes kind of been open to a different way or has it just been like ah, it's the same same but in a different environment oh no 100 percent. i've learned a lot more um especially like just skill wise um but then i guess like i found like in a commercial gym it was kind of like you go out you do this like you're kind of almost like on your own a little bit they set you targets like you have to go in here mm. um whereas like, oh yeah, so my first job, yeah, it was kind of, I guess, like fresh out the blocks um, with that first commercial gym. Whereas, like, yeah, I had a couple of years of, like, coaching under my belt when I started at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had, like, like, I guess a lot more mentorship coming from, like, coaches and, like, head coach um, at CrossFit Putney rather than, like, yeah, like I said, they kind of just first, like, couple of weeks, they kind of, like, you need to hit these targets. We expect you to hit these. Mm-hmm. It was like a three month probation. It was like, if you don't hit this targets and you're kind of out the door. <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, uh, I, I guess at CrossFit Putney for me, yeah, there's been a lot more like guidance, help in terms of like my coaching and stuff mm. like that. And yeah. also being like inspired from people around you. I found that when I was at the commercial gym, I would be doing a lot of like additional courses, um, just trying to up my knowledge. Um, and like, I'd be surrounded maybe like coaches or like other people at the gym who just weren't, wouldn't have done that at all. Mm. And it would have been, been there for years. And I didn't know them to speak of like any kind of like additional courses that they would be taking to make themselves better at their job. Whereas that's completely different. I find that with, um, since I've started coaching CrossFit. Yeah, man. It's that, it's that environment created, right? Like, um, it's like completely two different completely separate things it's it's really weird that it's in the same industry i kind of 
did some similar journey as yourself, but was in in and out of like leisure centers and just kind of like PT and people here, there and everywhere on parks and shit. But as soon as I got into the CrossFit scene, it was like, oh, wow, like, okay, we need to, you know, work on like personal development and growth of me as an individual. So then I can then pass it on rather than like trying to grow a business or thinking about numbers or, you know, all these things that, that puts us in like a competitive state, like financial wise, rather mm-hmm. than how can I improve the service that I, I give to improve people's lives and then everything else will just kind of like follow suit. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm excited by travel. So where was the, where was the best place that you went? Um, I don't know. Probably best experience for me was like Vietnam. Um, mm. People bikes, or like motorbikes in Hanoi and then biked all the way down to Ho Chi Minh over like three and a half weeks so that's probably one of the best experiences of my life I think and like just ending up in like random towns that had like one guest house with like one restaurant just in the middle of somewhere that I would never even knew existed yeah um rather than just following like the normal like beaten track of where most people when say when they go to Vietnam just follow that same route down like the coast Mm -hmm. and we kind of just got to go like inland a bit and just kind of like find our own way so That was probably, yeah, that was probably, that was definitely up there. Um, but yeah, I'd say I didn't come, like, I pretty much enjoyed each place I went to, I think. I didn't really have, like, a bad experience while I was out there. Mm. Yeah. I've still not made it over to that side of the world. Like, uh, I keep meaning to. I am kind of over here, but I'm just very far south. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And still miles away from everything else. Closer to Antarctica than I am anything else, um, which is kind of a crazy thought. Yeah, yeah, and then I guess like Australia is so big, and then you go even further south and you find New Zealand. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really how like the actual distance is involved, it's just like huge. It's crazy, man. Like, you know, us very naive British people will be like, oh, yeah, you're cool. Like, I'm in New Zealand, I can like kind of pop over to Australia like quite regularly. You know what I mean? I can throw a tennis ball that far, no problem. And I'm like, the yeah. closest part of, of you know, Australia to here will still take four hours on a fucking plane. I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. I can get to like Iceland or Turkey from Britain in four hours. You know, I can go to the other side of the continent. And from here, I'm not even on another piece of land. It's absolutely insane. No, it is. Yes, it's it's massive. I I didn't even make it across to the other side of Australia. To Perth. While I was there, I pretty much just, yeah. Stayed on that side. Went to Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney, and a couple of places like inland, and then just up the coast, really. Mm. Australia is an insane place. Like you look at like geographically, topography, geology. Like it doesn't make any sense that things live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. I knew the first inland. I think I went was like four hours, and from Brisbane. And that was pretty much as soon as I got to Australia. And that was like, that was just to a town to do some farm work. I thought, oh, I'll get my farm work out of the way. It'll guarantee me like two years straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Made it like six weeks, <laughs> seven weeks. And then like went back in and headed to Melbourne and finished it off like at the end of the first year. Mm. But that was hot. Like, I remember like so many days getting 
like cooled off just because of the heat. Um, alarms going off because their brown snake have been like spotted in the town. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, fuck that, man. <laughs> nah, I'm not a fan of snakes, man. No, nah, me neither. <laughs> nah. I was like, the only thing you've got here is like a flightless bird that is kind of blind that will kind of fall over and break its own ribs. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that's the kiwi bird, right? And that's the fucking national anthem, uh, national anthem, national uh, animal. It's crazy. Um, how did you uh, how do you transition over to like athlete wise in CrossFit? Was it a natural transition, or did someone pull you over? Or um, I don't know. I just started wanting to compete. I guess there's there's a lot seems to be going on here in like the UK and especially like London, like fitness scene. Um, and I guess it was a bit like broken up because like I was supposed to do my first like functional fitness competition like last year, but then um, in the summer, but then that kind of like got canceled because of COVID mm. and like pushed back. Um, and then this summer has just been a bit like crazy. I think I've hit like about nine different comps, like overall, okay, no. nine, 10 comps. Um, so the last one, yeah, was out in Dubai. So that one wasn't necessarily like CrossFit. That was more functional fitness with turf games. Mm. Um, but I only got back from there like a week, week and a half ago. And um, that was good. Um, I'd say like the biggest, like, or well, the CrossFit one that I did this summer was European Championships. And that was my first individual and wow. CrossFit competition. Um, and that was, yeah, that was, that, that just made me hungry to do more, to be honest. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then we got SID Origin, so Strength and Death Origins, which is like um, about 70 different boxes, like here in the UK, like all competing. It's like teams of 12. Mm-hmm. I think it's seven guys, five girls. And then you have to have a master's athlete, 35 and a 40 year old, or at least above those ages, mm-hmm. um, male and female in your team. So it's more like coaches and members. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good for like building like communities, I guess. And um, yeah, that's in Bath next weekend, actually. That's oh, the next Saturday. weekend. Yeah. That's a really good competition. I really enjoyed that one. I did that yeah. one like three years ago, five years ago, maybe. What am oh, I? Cool. Yeah, somewhere around there, three or four years ago. Like, um, yeah, maybe a year before I came over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think the facilities were really, really cool. Um, I think the workouts were really cool. The way it was run was spot on. And yeah, like you said, like it adds a bit of a different dynamic, right? Because it's like members and coaches and also like, kind of older and younger and more experienced, less experienced, and you kind of get split up and put together and, you know, you're in the pool yeah, and on the track. And I think it's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think sometimes you've got to be a bit tactical about your teams and stuff in terms of, like, there could be two competitions going at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that should be, it should be a lot of fun, actually. Looking forward to that one. Mm, that was, a bath far, I've never even been to the city before. You know, being I mean, in we're not allowed down there. Last winter. Yeah, it's a really beautiful city as well. Mm, yeah, it is. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't let people know that though because I am Melbourne. <laughs> you know, anything south of Stoke is no man's land. We don't go anywhere near it. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, good. Yeah, there should be some really good boxes there as well. Some, some good athletes to see as yeah, well. Yeah, some insane. Some really good. Really, really good. Um, 
some athletes coming through a lot of the boxes. I'm really surprised and also, well, I wouldn't say I was surprised. I'm also excited for boxes coming out of London because uh, I think they're utilising space so well and kind of like playing on the whole indie, quirky London lifestyle a lot more than other cities are, right? Probably mm-hmm. because there's more money to plough into the boxes, which is fair enough. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, with with the UK, wherever London goes, everything else usually follows. Um, so I think it's doing really, really well. And I, I think a lot of the boxes out of there are doing incredible. No, oh, yeah, there's, there's so much going on. It seems like there's like different competitions and stuff like every weekend. Yeah. Um, like just like in-house box ones or slightly bigger ones just constantly happening, especially like over summer. It was just like, seemed like, yeah, quite nonstop. Mm. Yeah, I really like, um, I geek out over this shit, right? I've been in this game a, a while. So I like to see how um, how people run their boxes. You know what I mean? Whether it's a dual rule system, whether it is, you know, we kind of go every half an hour, a new class starts, whether there's two coaches on, whether there's one coach on, whether they have like 10, 12 classes a day or two. Like, um, I think it's just really, really cool to see how CrossFit's kind of branched out um, and just developing and learning as it's going. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still relatively young. It's only like 20 years old. Yeah. That's, you know, still still a kid in the in the whole grand scheme of things but so it's like sport science as a whole so um i am really excited to see what ideas come to the table next and um where where the board gets pushed mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah, yeah preaching too well i just i don't know i just i absolutely love it I, don't mm. know. I was just hooked from i think from like day one like i said like as soon as i went into the box i did like a couple sessions and was just like yeah, hooked. Have you been to any other boxes around the UK? Um, not many. None like outside of London. I haven't trained in many, many boxes like at all. Really other boxes. Mm. Um, trained up like a wit. And then oh, how's motion. that? Oh yeah, wit, wit's really cool. Um, the guys down there are really nice as well. Um, and obviously they do quite a lot of events and stuff. So I've been there for a fair few of those as well. And then I was lucky enough to meet the guys at like motion, like after the first pandemic. So like Grace and Harrison and like Dudley, they, um, and their place in like Surbiton is like an awesome box. Mm. Um, so I've been there. I've actually taken like weightlifting sessions up there as well in the past. Um, and which I've won. Yeah, I don't think I've been to too many more. Um, I think, like, yeah, I guess, like, when I've been doing, I've probably done CrossFit a further the time, like, outside of boxes with the whole pandemic stuff. So I only did it for six, oh, yeah. seven months, I think, and then the gyms were shut down. That's that's insane to see your progress, though, man. That's that's also really fucking cool. Um, Thanks. And, you know, <laughs> smashing some. Uh, yeah, so, like, when that first one happened, I had a kettlebell. I had some like PT stuff, like things that I would do some strength training in the house yeah. but no barbell, didn't have a dumbbell at the time. I ordered a kettlebell. I found one, even though they like seem to sell out like everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a cat, like I had a 32 kg kettlebell that I used to 
carry down for my like hour of the day outside. I used to walk seven minutes to a running track, which was luckily like across the common from where I was living. And then um, carry that to the track, had like skipping rope and then just some bodyweight exercises. And I pretty much just did like a conditioning workout like every day there or just ran um, for like four months, pretty much like every day. Fuck. And then, then the gym's open again, finally got to come back in. And they closed again. <laughs> um, I had a barbell for like the last two, but only I think one of them I had like 70 kg for the barbell. And then the last one I managed to get like 160. And we went to B and Q and got the um the trestles that you know that like painters would like stand on. So I used that as like a rack. So it could hold like 200 kilos. So it wasn't the safest or like I say it was quite shaky, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That needs must. And then I used to just go. And, like jump the fence to go onto the outdoor gymnasiums in the common like early in the morning like in winter so i could just like practice my gymnastics there damn legit yeah. like get all work just, like, whatever, like however i could really <laughs> yeah yeah man like like you said needs must you got to get it in somehow especially yeah. if you got aspirations to compete you know like yeah. athletes do some crazy shit to get something called fitness in which is always funny to watch but fuck running every day that's that sounds like my uh my worst nightmare uh yeah i'd say i probably still don't enjoy it that much anymore but it's definitely like but yeah it's definitely because of that those four months it's definitely like a strength of mine um mm. and like people like i guess like unexpected as well because i'm not the smallest like crossfit athlete so or person doing crossfit either so mm. Which is kind of good, I guess, if it's yeah, a bit of a surprise to people. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're veggie too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been veggie before. I haven't. Yeah. yeah so I gave up meat and fish before I started CrossFit. So I um six months. So I started CrossFit in like September 2019. I think, yeah. And um, I'd given up meat back in May. And I was, and then like, the week before CrossFit Putney opened, I went away on holiday to Greece. And I said, oh, that'll be when I give up fish. Like after I get back from Greece, I gave myself this like date. As soon as I got back from Greece, I cut fish out and then went to CrossFit Putney like a day or two later, like after the weekend on the Monday. And I, yeah, I just haven't eaten meat or fish since. What's, what's that like competing wise with the whole, you know, super, super high intensity? Um. I don't know. I think it's like, I found it fine. I, I eat a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, but I, d- I don't know how to compare it, really, because as I say, this is obviously the fittest like I've ever been, but I don't know what I'd be like if I was still eating like meat or fish or what the difference would be. I definitely always feel a lot lighter um, like after my meals mm. than I used to be. Um, so I just wanted to test it out and see how like I felt with it and I felt good, but I also, and then it became just more like an ethical choice mm-hmm. after like six months or so. I just felt like I couldn't go back to doing it. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it would be a lot harder than I did because I used to eat a fair bit of meat, like most meals every day, some fish, like most days. And so I thought it would be a really like tough, tough thing for me to stick to. Mm-hmm. especially with training but like to be honest it was so much easier than i thought it would be how's the recovery been 
You felt okay? Um, yeah, yeah, recovery is absolutely fine. Um, I think like when I first started at CrossFit Putney, I started speaking to our nutritionist there, like Bex. Um, she's one of the girls that I competed with in Dubai as well. Um, yeah, and then we kind of talked through like like calories at the time and then like how much protein I should be aiming for, what kind of like ways I could get that in that I wouldn't, wasn't getting in before or without the meat and the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, recovery is recovery is fine. Yeah, it's good. It's it's one of those things, right, where people are quick to to shoot it down who haven't tried it, and it's it's mm-hmm. all about you know the law of individuality of like, it does it work for you? Yes. Okay. Great. Then it works in your reality. Does it work for that person? No. Well, then it doesn't work in that reality. I think um, I think people are really scared to play around with nutrition. You know what I mean? They jump on bandwagons real quick or they shoot them down real quick rather than like stepping in someone's shoes and walking a mile. I, I can't comment on vegetarianism or veganism or carnivore or anything because I haven't done it. Right. And I'm always, um, I'm always super interested to, to hear how, how people perform on it. Yeah, I'd say, well, I guess for me, since doing this, it's only been like an upward trend. And I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone that's because I'm vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, it, it, yeah, it's worked for me in terms of, I feel, I feel good with my nutrition. My recovery is good. My performance is up. And obviously that's down to like a bunch of factors. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's something that I will stick with. Um. And then, yeah, I don't know whether I'll take that further or not to like being vegan eventually or not. Um, I guess that would take a, a bit more focus on my part and what I'm like putting in my body and how I'm getting certain things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Maybe. if there's any place to do it, like veganism, it's it's going to be London, right? There's a lot of quirky little shops that, that can help you out and, and can supply all the goods. So I think if there's anywhere that's got the accessibility to be able to do it, it's going to be, it's going to be London. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, I think, I don't know where it would have been like doing this like 20 years ago or yeah, trying yeah. to be vegan like 20 years ago, how much harder it'd be, especially like if you're going to eat out or, mm. or to like buy something, yeah, buy something on the go. Um, but obviously nowadays there's so many, so many options, so many alternatives for people to, to go to. Yeah. I, I am going to add that some of the best meals I've ever had in my life have been vegan and I've always felt great after it. Never had any like digestional distress or anything like that. Been great going down, great coming out. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. been fantastic. Yeah. So uh, again, don't shoot something down if you've never tried it. No, hundred percent. I'd say like a big factor that my ex-girlfriend, she was um, like, she wasn't, vegetarian at the time but pretty much she like never cooked meat for herself never cooked fish for herself and she was a good cook so like when we started like dating she would most of the meals she'd cook didn't have like any like yeah meat or fish in but they were some of like the best meals I was like eating like full stop and like it was just like I don't know maybe it was uh before I guess I'd pick a meat or a piece of fish and be like okay that's that's like what I'm gonna base my meal around mm-hmm. whereas I say like when she was cooking, it was like completely different. I know the effort to like, there wasn't like one just main focus to like the meal. 
I would be like, oh, I'm having meat. What carb am I putting with that? What piece of veg am I putting with that? Where it was kind of like, um, I don't know. Her food was like just yeah, a lot more wholesome, and that kind of like edged me to eating less and less and less meat as I was going through um our relationship. And then yeah, I just decided to go like full vegetarian, even though she didn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, some of the yeah, like same here. Some of the best meals. Well, I guess I don't even always eat these days, but best yeah, meals yeah. ever. I've had, like yeah, vegetarian or like vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got um Jamaica Jamaican heritage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad's family. Um, so my dad was born here in the UK, but his parents immigrated over from Jamaica. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Understood. So like legit, like vegan Jamaican food is absolute bomb. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like put Jack food with everything, shag grill that bad boy. Oh my <laughs> days. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'd say like probably the one thing I do miss most is like for me, like jerk chicken. Like, yeah, yeah. Or like I miss that probably the most that's the most tempting thing for me to like slip up on not that i have but um i do miss that but yeah like even yeah like west indian like vegetarian food it's just yeah i could just eat that all day and die a happy man i think 100 percent. don't don't sleep on jamaican food it's <laughs> insane yeah yeah totally um talk to me about like competing in dubai man because that that's a completely different climate that must be uh, one hell of an experience uh yeah that was that was amazing actually like that was like it was such a good comp put on by um tough games um it was at this gym called max and eagle which like i think would just be a dream to train out of um it was more like a facility rather than just like a gym like downstairs was huge it was like kind of like a your stereotypical like commercial gym like tons of machines all machines everywhere but like it just seemed like anyone you could ask for was there and you go upstairs and there's this huge, probably double the size of that, like CrossFit area, which went around the corner into like a funk, like huge bit of like turf track. And there was like 10 lifting platforms for like weightlifting or racks. And then they had like a boxing ring gym at the back. Then you go outside, you had a pool, which one of the workouts was the pool workout, which was like quality. And you go around the corner and there's like an outdoor rig with this huge AstroTurf area and then like a 1.2K like running loop. Fuck. And like, that's where we held it. So there was like, so Thursday night, so Thursday night lights, there's like one event and it's like the longer endurance event. Um, so you're competing in teams of five. So I was with like James and Bex, who I work with at CrossFit Putney, and then Dan and Sapphire, um, who both compete at quite a high level at CrossFit. I think they both got to the semis um, wow. like last year um yeah so that was that was also that was a really good workout that involved like running rowing skiing and then you came back on the friday there were four more events and then the top four teams qualified for the final which was like a winner take all final which was like a really long one um but yeah it was just doing, getting to do things like i've never done a a like a swimming workout in that like we're having a skier at one end and the dumbbells at the other and stuff like that so I was like, oh, I'd love to like go back out there and train at that gym and just be able to like wheel your skier down to the side of the gym and your coach writes your program with like stuff that people only get to do in a, like competitions would be like, yeah, a dream. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, the heat was, I'd say like 
the events were only about 14 minutes long, all of them. So it wasn't too bad. So as soon as I was done with those, you just head back inside, go upstairs, get in the aircon. But yeah, the heat was quite intense. I'd say that Thursday night workout as well, where it was like a longer endurance event and there was quite a fair bit of running. It just feels like the air just felt like heavier. <laughs> and like the ski eye candles would just be dripping with sweat. So my like, even though it was like a more aerobic like workout, my forearms were just blowing. <laughs> from having to grip the handles, like so much harder than usual. But um, we came second overall, which was um, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, well, when you get so close to coming first, like you want to come first. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Why you compete, right? Yeah. Wow. Like, I've, I've been... That was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've, I've been in that climate, right? I've not... I've not worked out. I didn't even train when I went over to Dubai. I was like, fuck this. It's too hot. Like I am as white as they come. You know what I mean? And that is the hottest temperature I've ever, ever experienced. And walking like I want I want to say like 12 meters from the hotel to the fucking what time shop. of year did you go? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Maybe August. Okay. So it's still July. a little bit hot, a bit hot, yeah. Um, but you are right with the with the with the air. It does feel heavier just because like the air's hot, and I yeah. could not imagine working out in that heat, mate. I think like when we were there, maybe like it got up to like mid thirties, maybe like low thirties, like most of the time. But yeah, you'd just be pouring with sweat. <laughs> Even like working out in some of the gyms, we went to like CrossFit Alley off on the CrossFit boxes. Oh wow, yeah, it was a, yeah. So like. We did a work team workout there. Um, and that was just, yeah, I remember just being, that was the first time I'd worked out like somewhere that wasn't completely air-conned. Mm. And it was just like, yeah, I was like, bloody hell, this is, this is going to be tough. <laughs> it's like working out in a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you like saunas? Do you, use, do you use them regularly? Um, Occasionally, if I go for my like, so I do swimming I just swim on like a Thursday. So this morning I went to um, like Putney Leisure Centre and just swam there. Um, and then if it's, yeah, sometimes I'll just jump into the steam room and sauna there as well. Mm. Yeah, like I fucking struggle sitting down in the sauna, never mind like working out, you know what I mean? Like there's there's this crazy guy, I don't know his name, but Joe Rogan talks about him all the time that takes an assault bike into the buddy's sauna and pedals mm. away. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's that's not happening. I'm gonna try and survive in this heat. Yeah, that's in that's insane. So like how how many days was the was the Dubai? Um so that, that the comp was two days. I went for like nine in total. So we went, me and my housemates, they came with me. Um we rented their Airbnb in like downtown. And um we went the Friday before, and then the competition was like the following Thursday. And then we stayed till the Monday. So stay for the weekend, then flew back. Mm. Just good. It was just like a nice break as well, like a holiday. I hadn't had a holiday now since, or like a long, like at least like a week long holiday for two years, I think at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah. 100%, man. 100%. Whereabouts did you, did you go? In Dubai? Yeah. You go all the malls and the fucking. Oh, the mall? We went to the mall fair bit. We were literally like three minutes drive from like where the mall is. You could yeah. see it from like the Airbnb. Um, 
I think like for food, we went out to the, there's like a timeout market there. Mm. We went there quite often. It's like lots of different vendors. Apparently there's just a couple of those like timeout magazine, um, mm. a couple around the world where they like pair up a bunch of different vendors like that they pick. Mm. Um, found you know, some, I the name of it. You do the water park? Restaurant. Sorry, go ahead. Did you do the water park? No, we didn't go to the water park actually. We were actually pretty bad at that sort of stuff. Like we pretty much just kind of chilled and relaxed at the beach in between like training. Yeah. Um, I kind of just wanted to, yeah, switch off and relax, refresh, like reset. So when I come back, I feel, yeah, just like energized. Mm. I'm probably more of a big kid than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like- oh, I'm not one for like slides and um roller coasters and stuff like <laughs> no fuck I'm roller like, coasters man i'm not crazy i'll work out any day of the week but going on a slide where i'm falling down i'll be like no thank you no way you gotta get on the water park man like that's that was a good time yeah it's insane like the money over there though man like the and the things that they've built like you literally i don't know how the architects have come up with it yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I've seen like the Burj Khalifa as well, like yeah. the size of it and that being lit up like differently every night. Um, mm. And then, yeah, the money, I guess I've never seen so many flash cars in my entire life. <laughs> seemed like every other car that went past was like a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or a Lamborghini. Yeah. Mm. 100%, man. Like it's definitely an experience. Like uh, I'd love to go back, but um, there's, you know, there's more places on the, on the list to take off first like yeah i definitely prefer um you know rural than than urban yeah 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 i'd love to go back and just train something like for me it would be yeah I'd train i'd go to the beach i'd go train again like just on repeat i like such amazing spaces but yeah there's definitely other places as well on the list that i would um have you thought about taking a job out there um no not in the moment maybe maybe in the future i don't know we'll see what comes up i guess i know they're looking for a well they're always looking for for people to go over and coach and uh it seems like it would suit you down on the ground so yeah maybe yeah maybe, maybe in the future deal. i think it's pretty good here. we just just moved into this flat so i've got like a year's lease so who knows maybe maybe next winter <laughs> yeah exactly man like you know yeah. never say never right yeah what um so what's on the cards next are you going to be Site, uh, setting your sights on another competition soon or you can't have it some um, so after Sid I think we're just going to focus well I think there's it's like a turf game this winter but then the main focus for me is like going to be the Open yeah. Um, so like end of February so I think like I've just done so many competitions over winter or oh, summer sorry Um, me and my coach were sitting down and like going through the year mm-hmm. and like plotting out what should be the main focus so like yeah going into the Open in the quarters and then we'll see what what happens i guess after that mm. yeah like play it by ear right the open's always mm-hmm. gonna suck even if even if you're like scale it down to the absolute bare bones it's it's mm-hmm. all gonna hurt i'm looking forward to doing it with people this year <laughs> uh, oh, last year at home didn't you yeah mostly yes yeah. so, like the last workout i did was on those gymnasiums and clap and common with like the bar was too small for me in terms of height, so I couldn't. It was the one we had to do 30 toaster bar, 30 pull ups, 30 bar muscle ups, and you did thrusters in between and then went into like a heavy complex. 
Mm-hmm. And I was in, yeah, on this bar that's like too small for me to be able to do like kipping pull-ups, um, foot's like scraping underneath almost for like muscle-ups, and then like doing a heavy complex on like carb concrete basically um, to try and, yeah, get my score in. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to being in an environment like going there on a Friday night or something like that and then mm. hanging out with like other coaches or like members and stuff like that should be yeah Friday night lights on find, find that extra like 1% or 5% as well yeah have yeah. you have you done an environment like that before so when I signed up to CrossFit within the first three weeks I think I think it was like first month was the open fuck and that was um 20.1 yeah which is the like 10 rounds for eight ground to overhead and then 10 burpees and i've i done that workout and i had never been so out of breath at that point in my life like ever i don't be on the floor like gasping for air like i managed i did it in the time um but that was yeah that was my first time doing any like open workouts mm. But I always find that one is like, for me, like my benchmark workout. So we retested that like six months later in the class, just before the pandemic. And I shaved off like two minutes. And then to qualify for SID, the first, which is the one next weekend, that was the first um, qualifier. So all 12 of us or X amount of us did that separately. Which was like, part of me was like, when it comes up, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I can see if I've made more progress i guess for me Mm. even though it's an absolute horrible workout which is just like non-stop but i managed to like go like sub 10 this time so Mm. that which was good do you have a favorite workout nah not really favorite no do you have a least favorite i would have a favorite one least favorite i don't know I don't, I don't know. I don't try not to put those like things on it. I just like the only one that I really do say is a benchmark one is that like that one for me. But mm. that's literally just because it was like the first one, of the first workouts I remember doing when I from starting CrossFit. Mm. Um, I say, yeah. So I don't really have like a favorite or like worst one. Yeah. Give it time, you'll get some workouts that will scare you for life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I did, I did high rocks, high rocks, so not CrossFit, but I did that like a month or so ago. What was that one? Um, so high rocks is like, I think it started in Germany and it's like sponsored by Puma. Um, it's like, um, so it's eight kilometers of running and every kilometer you do a different functional like movement. So it could be a thousand meters row, thousand meters ski, um, sled pushes, sled pulls, um, like a hundred meter or 80 meter lunges or a hundred meter lunges with sandbag carries um it finishes like a hundred wall balls for you at the end for you to then run past the finish line Fuck. and that one was like that one was tough like i didn't train for it i wasn't training my running like that much and high rocks isn't my focus but um they've started like they did their first uk one then and then since then i think they've done one in birmingham they're going to manchester i think in january and then great city they're coming back sorry great city yeah <laughs> and then they're coming back to london i think again so they're actually like popping up a lot in the uk now um 
but that one was just like a slog. I think the world record's like 57 minutes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that sounds disgusting. That actually yeah. does sound really fucked up. And no, I, that one was like, I was so knackered after that one. I came third. Jeez. I, was, I was absolutely like, when I got home, I was tanked. Like I just sat on the sofa. I had to force myself to get up and cook myself some food because I was like, you need to eat something. Hmm. And then I pretty much just went to bed. Like hitting that, you know, physical limit is, it's all, it, it's a pat on the back really, right? You've mentally been able to put yourself to that position where you've, you've got nothing. Oh yeah. As soon as I finished, I grabbed like a Red Bull and two cans of Coke. Like, <laughs> I just needed, I just needed like, I don't drink that stuff ever, but I just needed some sugar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just needed something. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. Was, um, yeah, I'd say that one was more like, like mentally tough as well. But like, because I was doing the individual and you're just going by yourself. Um, and yeah, just to push that hard, I guess, for that long. Have you heard about like the Red Bull? I think it's called like the Red Bull 400 or something like that, where it's a, it's a 400 meter run, but you go up a ski, ski ramp. Oh, really? No. Like, no. You basically start at the bottom of the hill and you sprint to the top of the hill and it's like 400 meters. No. Like, no, I never heard that. That one looks so horrendous. Like people are like crawling up to the top because our legs are obviously shut down with all the lactic acid. Mm. Like that looks so fucked up. I kind of I want to give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that does sound, well, it doesn't sound fun. Wrong word, but yeah, I like yeah. Anything that challenges you, mm. like mentally or physically, like I'm, I'm pretty much game for. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to um a lady that did a bit of cross country skiing right yesterday, and that shit is insane. That's supposed to get you seriously fit. Yeah, I've never never done it. I've skied like one day my entire life. I think. Yeah, same as me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I ain't yeah, going cross country. Yeah, it's need to be seriously fit for that. Yeah, I wonder if uh, that ever comes into some sort of functional fitness competition. You know, hosted in Scandinavia somewhere, maybe in the next ten years or something. It would offer a lot of bias for people that know how to do it. Granted, mm-hmm. um, but you know, maybe maybe we see it. Yeah, I guess the same when like what kayaking was up in the game this year. Like you're in like, yeah, essentially a lot of some people don't have such easy access to that sort of stuff or don't do that on a regular basis. Whereas someone could just grow up by a lake and mm. have hit that like every weekend. So yeah. totally. I would like to see like um all the sanctions, right? Obviously across the world are slightly biased towards a skill like kind of mm. like goes with those areas of the world. I think that'd be really really cool and you can see like then at the games you'll be able to see the combination of of them all come together and, and kind of battle it out like gladiators as mm-hmm. as they all are um i think that'd be really cool as a spectator thing I'm not really sure how you would be able to even the playing field as a as a athlete in a competitive standpoint but me sitting in the crowd and watching would kind of want to see mm-hmm. it rather than working out i think it'd be cool yeah yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I had paddleboarding at the European Champs, which I had never done before. How was that? 
oh, that was tough. Like the running bit was fine. So you had to do a 1K loop and then you got your paddleboard. You did like, I think it was 800 meters. So you went around the lake and then you got out and then they threw, they just said, listen to the like judge when you come out the water. And they were like, now you've got to pick up the sandbag and run. So just like, you didn't realize you had to do it like run another, you knew you had to run another K, but not with like a 30 kg sandbag. Mm. But I'd say my running saved me on that workout because mm-hmm. definitely wasn't the paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like, you know, you've never done it before and you got to be able to figure yeah. this shit out on the fly with a high heart rate. That's uh, that's impressive, dude. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just, it was fun getting to do something like once again that I just don't have like regular access to in like training mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the, one of the best things about these either CrossFit competitions or functional fitness competitions, if it's not, you know, kind of classified as a CrossFit comp, I think that's one of the best things about it is, you know, getting in a pool with a skier at the end or getting on a lake with a paddleboard and being able to run and there's a judge and they kind of like, it's already coned out and you're doing shit that, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to do or have access to, like you just said. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part. No, it's just great experiences, I guess. Yeah. That's one. Mm, for sure. So, I ask everyone three questions, all right? Because I'm okay. pretty, pretty cool about the answers, right? Um, what's the greatest piece of life advice you ever received? Well, <laughs> it's a bit out there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Life advice. Okay. Um, Sorry if I've thrown a curveball. No, no, yeah, I just didn't, didn't realize that one was coming. Um, sorry for taking too long. Ah, I give over. Okay. I mean, you can relate it to the gym if you want. Still life. No, um, I'm just trying to think how she was it. Um, can I come back to this one? Yeah, man, totally. Like okay, no, right. no sweat. I don't take too long on the other ones. <laughs> Again, I'm not, I'm not CNN news. Don't fucking worry about it. Like, yeah. it's all good. Um, what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> these ones are usually funny. I don't even know when people give me life advice. Um. Or any like shit advice you've heard in the gym? I'm sure there's been a million and one different things. Six meals a day, bro. <laughs> um, 
right next one <laughs> I'll, I'll tell on to these two yeah <laughs> all right man um like three words you'd uh tell your younger self um It's like a sentence, you mean? Could be or anything. Could be random. Could okay. be three randoms, or you can make a sentence. Okay. Um, I don't know, that's probably someone's younger self to just keep on trying um, in terms of like, yeah, not not holding on to things from like the past and letting those like get in your way of your future. Mm. That's a good one, man. That's actually really important, especially especially now, you know, with like everything's being fucking documented and you can easily jump back into the into the past, right? It's like, no, man, like just keep on going. Like, don't don't worry about that. Take the lesson and go forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's yeah. A and then, like, yeah, like to fill up your own cup. Um, mm. That's probably, like, the best, one of some of the best advice. Mm. Like, it's hard to be happy or, like, to have happy relationships if you are unhappy. Mm. That's yeah that's deep yeah I'd say uh, yeah fill up your own cup as well I mean yeah you can't pour for an empty one right yeah yeah that's big yeah thank you so, like, yeah the more you have in your own cup yeah the more you can fill up others mm, 100% yeah. get a jug yeah. and then yeah. um, worst advice <laughs> I don't even know. Um, Try some kind of blank on this one. Um, That's all right. Yeah, I don't actually don't even remember when someone's given me like really poor advice, like recently, anyway, at least that comes to mind. Well, it's good that you've had not... people tell me that maybe I'm like a little bit like past my peak, which in terms of like my age for CrossFit or whatever. And like, yeah, I just brushed that off anyway. So mm. yeah, probably that recently. Mm. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Like no one gets to dictate the rules that you play your life by. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not their life. It's, it's yours, man. And if it makes you happy, fills that cup and make, you're clearly doing pretty fucking well so keep keep on going paul uh mate i appreciate your time oh, it's been awesome yeah thanks Alex. i'm uh i'm excited to see where you go and what you do next yeah yeah we'll keep in touch and then yeah know. man like i'll watch the workouts and will not join you crossfit right. is <laughs> no i'm not doing that anymore 
I weight lift, I like to sit down between sets and keep my heart rate at a steady like 70 beats a minute rather than <laughs> 170 beats a minute. Uh, so, uh, mate, I can't, I can't wait to see what you do next. Um, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of potential in there. And if you mm -hmm. put the fucking months and years as, you know, as you're already doing into it. Yeah. Sky's the limit, pal. Yeah. 100%. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Well, if you're ever down bottom right hand corner again, like, you know, where yeah. I am on this weird <laughs> part that we call Middle Earth. And, um, <laughs> there's a lot of gyms down here that we can, you know, grab a coffee and, yeah okay i'll jump in a workout with you if you if you make it all the way down here i think that's fair uh, sounds like a plan all right brother <laughs> all appreciate right, it man have a good Bye. day